Well, hey there, and thank you for listening to the Food Factor podcast. My name is Stephanie Mahachek. I'm a board-certified clinical nutritionist, health coach, and a certified nutrition specialist, and I am so glad that you are here today. I promise I will probably at some point get some fancy pants music to play during the intro part of the, the podcast, but you know, at this point, I just want to get this information out to you guys, so... In today's episode, I'm going to talk briefly about the topic of weight loss, but specifically, I'm going to talk about the four main pillars that need to be addressed when finding the root cause of your weight gain or your inability to lose weight. And then we're going to talk about some action steps to take today to get you on the right track. So let's do this. Now, I want to be completely upfront and say I used to avoid talking about weight loss with clients. I really wanted people to fall under the same uh, principles of more of the intuitive eating approach where you shouldn't feel guilty or shameful about the size of your body or what you're eating. And I do still really prescribe to that kind of notion. I feel the diet industry has really scarred many of us for body image, um, feeling shame and guilt when you're eating anything. And, you know, I, I try to be sensitive to that as well. But when people uh, continuously come to uh, me and ask about weight loss and how can I lose weight and I've been stuck in this weight for quite some time, um, you can't ignore the fact that this is something that people want help with and they want to talk about it. So how I start that conversation is I want to make sure that everybody understands that weight gain, gaining weight or not being able to lose weight or holding on to excess body weight is a symptom. It's always a symptom. It's not the problem. It's the symptom of a problem. So when people can kind of understand that a little bit more, it makes it easier to then find the root of the problem. So when I say root of the problem, something is causing your body to hold on to weight. So that's what these four pillars are that we're going to talk about. But I want to make sure that you know that, that you kind of understand that, that um, sometimes it it's one of the pillars, sometimes it's all of the pillars or a couple of the pillars, but there's always a reason that your uh, your body is holding on to excess weight. And usually it has very little to do with willpower, which I think so many people kind of um, justify their lack of certain things as, oh, I just don't have the willpower to do this, that, and the other thing. And I want to just say, that's not the case. It's just not. I mean, we will definitely, behavior change is one of my uh, passion projects, and I absolutely love talking about behavior change, so we will for sure be doing that in future episodes. Um, but I, I just want you to understand that it has very t- little to do with your willpower. That's just kind of how we justify things that we're going through. So with that being said, let's talk about these four pillars to weight loss or not losing weight. So pillar number one is lifestyle. So that is kind of an umbrella term for a couple of different things. So breaking down lifestyle specifically into stress. Are you stressed out? Are your um, are, are different emotional connections with stress and feelings of stress causing you to do things differently, causing you to sleep poorly, causing you to uh, eat differently, causing you to, you know, have hormonal spikes. Stress is a huge contributor to weight gain and not being able to lose weight. So stress is something to absolutely think about and address. And by the way, I'm just going to list these out and kind of uh, 
talk about them briefly. So at the end, I'll kind of give you some ideas on how to move forward with some of these. If you, if we go through this list and you're kind of like, oh my gosh, yep, that's me right there. That gives you a target to kind of shoot for. So just wanted to let you know that. So another part of lifestyle is exercise. So exercise absolutely is an important part of anybody's wellness routine. So I'm not saying that you have to uh, train for a marathon. If you hate running, don't become a runner. (laughs) Find something else that you like to do. But uh, exercise is a huge part of uh, coping with stress and uh, find and moving your body and and um, maintaining muscle tone and balance as we all get older. Uh, it's a huge part of that and, and maintaining cardiovascular health and keeping different hormone levels in check. And so it's a huge part of anybody's wellness routine, but it doesn't have to look how we kind of assume exercise has to look. You, you don't, as long as your heart rate is being elevated and maintaining an elevated state for uh, extended period of time, 15, 20, 25 minutes, uh, that counts as exercise. If you're out gardening and it's really, you know, tough soil and you're digging and you're using your upper body muscles and all of that thing, that can count. If you are raking in the yard, that can count. If you like to go for a walk, that counts. If you um, like to just turn, turn on music and dance around your house, perfect. I love me a dance party. So those all things, all of those count as exercise and movement. And you don't have to do the exact same thing every single day for it to form into a habit. You just have to have the mentality of movement, moving your body, using your muscles. Um, and now of course it can be more structured and routine, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're doing strength training, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, you're doing cardio, whatever, whatever works for you. The point is getting in a routine that you stick with long-term is, is the point. So exercise is a big part of that. Um, another one is of course, nutrition part of the lifestyle, uh, pillar nutrition that's why we're here. That's why I'm here talking to you on this podcast. Nutrition is a huge part. And we will, of course, dive into that deeper um, and breaking things down more specifically for different symptoms and different conditions. But uh, but nutrition is a huge part. And one of the ways that it's a huge part that people don't really uh, tie together is what you're eating impacts how you feel. So if you're eating crap, you feel like crap. If you're eating clean and healthy, you feel a lot cleaner and healthier. If you, um, you know, if you put all these restrictions on what you can have and can't have, and then all of a sudden you have all these emotions tied to actually having the thing that you restricted, and then it's just this whole tidal wave of back and forth and mentality and body image and disappointment and shame and guilt, and it's just uh, a, a negative spiral. So eating patterns is a huge topic and, and one that, um, that I really find challenging to reverse the effects that the diet industry has implemented on us in a negative way. So um, of course, like I said, we will dive deeper into that in, in diet culture and diet mentality, um, but nutrition is part of the lifestyle pillar. Um, sleep. Sleep is also a big part of the lifestyle pillar. So if you are not getting enough sleep, that can set the stage for so many things <laughs> during the, the next part of the day. So if you, and, and first I think finding your amount of sleep is key. So it, you kind of hear the recommendation of the eight hours or nine hours of sleep is what's recommended for most adults. If you do well with eight or nine hours, perfect. Aim for eight or nine hours. Some people are 
feeling wonderful after six or six and a half hours. And that's their go-to. And they naturally wake up after six or six and a half hours and they feel great and energized the rest of the day. Um, Other people absolutely need 10. Otherwise they cannot function. So just know your magic number and try as best as you can. I know if you're a parent like me, sometimes that's not in your control, no matter how old your kids are. Sometimes it's just not in your control. But if you are able to do your best to stick with a bedtime and get up at a decent hour and and uh, that ensures that your circadian rhythm and your hormones that impact your circadian rhythm are in check. So uh, that that is a big part of lifestyle. And, and if you're not getting enough sleep, that can change how you eat the following day. That can uh, impact your energy level. So you may not want to exercise. So yes, sleep is another key part of the lifestyle lifestyle pillar. Um, All right. Pillar number two is hormones. So whether you are a man, whether you are a lady, hormones run the show. So if your hormones are a mess or if they're kind of out of whack, that can absolutely cause you to hold on to excess weight or not lose weight. Um, So hormones are something that notoriously at various parts of our lives, um, can fluctuate, can change, can become imbalanced. Um, for ladies, I mean, well, for everybody during the puberty time, of course, hormones are, uh, going wonky and haywire and, and can be off balance. Um, also ladies, when, uh, we have babies, ba- pregnancy hormones and postpartum hormones, and if you're nursing or not, um, all of that can impact it. Um, and then, of course, premenopause and menopause, that, that those are also kind of the not- notorious times for hormonal shifts. But really, hormonal changes can happen to anybody at any given point. If things like your sleep or your nutrition are uh, throwing your hormones off, um, then that can impact how your body holds on to excess weight and it can impact your metabolism. It can impact your energy and all of that. So hormones are a big part of that. Um, specific hormones to kind of take note of would be uh, all of your thyroid hormones. So you got your TSH, your T3, your T4, all of those uh, are good to have checked. If you have never had them checked, I would say go ahead and get them checked. You can just get that at your doctor. Just say you'd like a a thyroid panel done and they can check your thyroid, especially if you have any family history of thyroid imbalances or Um, conditions, then it would be a good idea to have your thyroid checked if you are struggling with weight, that is too. Um, Another hormone to take note of is cortisol. And cortisol, I will be doing an entire episode on uh, cortisol because it is that important. Um, But cortisol can really be a a factor in uh, weight gain. So if um, cortisol, just a a real brief information about cortisol, It is one of the fight or flight hormones. So if you are constantly stressed out or if your body is under stress in any way, like not getting sleep or eating poor quality foods, if your body is in stress, it is going to be uh, releasing cortisol. So cortisol can um, impact weight gain. And if you uh, can kind of keep that cortisol number in check, that would be ideal. And if you are struggling with that, that could be a contributor to weight gain. Um, other hormones to check would be uh, ladies checking um, estrogen and progesterone. Uh, men, if you want to check testosterone too, and women can check testosterone. Uh, just kind of keep those hormones uh, in, in, in line and in balance. Um, you can check with your doctor on, on getting those values. So pillar number three would be 
digestion and food sensitivities. And digestion is one thing that not a lot of people put with weight gain or or not being able to lose weight. Um, But your gut is a key contributor to almost everything. Almost every symptom or illness can be tied back to the gut. Um, When we're talking weight gain, it could be as simple as if your gut is a mess, if your gut is not healthy, if your microbiome Uh, all the bacteria is, uh, uh, the populations aren't, aren't right, or there's a dysbiosis in some way that can cause you to not absorb nutrients. All the nutrients that you take in, most of them are absorbed in the gut. So if your gut health is not great and you're not absorbing those nutrients, that can actually cause your body to think that it's starving because it hasn't gotten any of those nutrients. Case in point, so if you took a bite of something, let's say you ate a burger, but your gut is not able to absorb any of those nutrients, your body's going to send signals for food. It's going to need to eat some more food. So it's going to make you feel hungry all the time, or it's going to make you crave certain things all the time because your body's physically starving. You would be surprised how many people in, in the U.S., may be classified as obese, but are actually chronically malnourished. And that's because, you know, guts, if your gut health is a mess, you're not absorbing nutrients, your body thinks it's starving because it is, it hasn't gotten those nutrients. It has not gotten the vitamins and minerals that it needs to create cell functions and do different tasks that the the body needs to do. So um, digestion and food sensitivities are a huge part of, of weight gain and being malnourished. The fourth pillar is inflammation. Now, inflammation is is not one of the things that a lot of people tie with weight gain, um, but this this tends to be the culprit when you see like a three pound weight gain, a gain on the scale overnight. Now, chances are you did not eat the calories or nutrients required to physically gain three pounds of fat overnight. Most people don't. I mean, you just don't. That's a massive amount of calories. So what that tends to be is inflammation. And inflammation can happen if you overexercise and your body is, is holding on to fluid. If there's imbalance, if you had a lot of like really uh, saltier foods the night before, you can kind of hold on with that sodium and, and that kind of retains fluid and that can kind of cause like fluid retention and inflammation. Um, but tying it back to digestion you can actually have food sensitivities that cause inflammation in your body that causes you to see a gain on the scale. It's not a physical fat gain in your body composition, but what what we look at is scale. All we're ever measuring is you, we're using the scale. So when you see that the scale goes up two or three pounds overnight, our mentality is, oh, I'm so sad about that. You know, you start to self-doubt and you start to place blame and shame on yourself when really it's a reaction to what you had. It's, it's not the fact that you had something high in calories. It's the fact that you had something that your body might be sensitive to and it causes an inflammation response, which, which causes fluid retention and that shows up on the scale. So hopefully that made sense. Hopefully some of you are like, ding, okay, yep, all right. So I, I, that, that was the point of kind of going through these four pillars because it's not as simple as calories in and calories out. There's so much more that goes into it. So now we kind of know some of the key areas to maybe look at. So what is your takeaway? 
and your action item. What are you going to do to kind of dive deeper and look closer at your specific situation? I'm going to just go ahead and toss out a suggestion. If it has been a while since you've had blood work done, start there. Start there. Basic blood panel, check in with the doctor, just go on and and have a physical if you haven't had one in a while with basic blood work. If you see that some of your hormone uh, numbers are out of balance, then you can talk with your doctor, talk with a nutritionist on how to get those back in line. Um, But that would be a good place to start. A second place would be if you take a look at the lifestyle pillar specifically. So if you have uh, days that you don't get a lot of sleep, or if you have days that are really, really stressful, what can you do to get more sleep or to reduce your stress? We have to kind of tackle it from both angles. So anytime you are under stress, whether it's mental stress, physical stress, any stress can cause those cortisol and hormone numbers to go haywire, which can cause you to hold on to excess weight. So as you can tell, it is a multifaceted approach. There's a lot happening. There's a lot of things that offset other things and lead to one thing and and go off to another thing and cause this to be imbalanced and cause that to be imbalanced. That's that's why we are in holistic health. That's why we are in, uh, me specifically is in holistic nutrition because it's all connected. It's all a part of the big picture. So pick one thing, pick one thing that makes the most sense to you and start there because most likely that one thing will have a ripple effect into many other areas. So if you can kind of think on all of these pillars, so the lifestyle, the hormones, the digestion, and the inflammation, what one thing makes the most sense to you? I think most people are very intuitive when it comes to their own health, but you kind of just take outside factors uh, that maybe don't apply and you kind of forget to listen to your intuitive self. So what stands out to you right now that you could think is maybe the, the foundation or the root of excess weight or weight gain. So if you need any help with this and figuring this out, please schedule a free 20 minute session with me. I uh, do these all the time just to kind of check in with people and get them on the right track. Um, and, and I will put the link in the show notes about how to, uh, connect with me, um, but, or connect with another nutritionist. Uh, please, please, please though note that, um, you want to take note of somebody's credentials before you talk with them. Um, there are some weekend nutrition courses that somebody can take and be quote unquote certified to talk nutrition. No, please find somebody that uh, is is actually qualified to dive deeper with you and find the root cause with you. Um, and if you need help finding somebody, let me know because I have a extensive network of, of fellow nutritionists and CNSs and RDs that uh, can help you. So I hope that was helpful. I hope you're able to take at least one or two nuggets away from this conversation and uh, figure out what is maybe the cause of your weight gain or not being able to lose weight. And as always, reach out and uh, let me know if I can help you in any way. If this episode was helpful for you or if you got a grain of of truth or a nugget, a truth bomb dropped and and you want to share it, please share it with a a friend, a family member, somebody that you think would benefit from it. That would be amazing. And I would appreciate that so much. Much. And if you are interested in learning more about any of the things that we just talked about, or specifically how your mindset can kind of play a role in how you make decisions and food choices, there is a new program that I'm offering coming out in January called the Cleanish Eating Program. And the Cleanish Eating Program is a 
mindset and food pattern nutrition program. So it talks a lot about what we've already covered today, but then it also dives deeper into how to change some of your thoughts around food, how to change some of your food beliefs into new habits and restructuring the mindset around how we're eating. I will put the link in the show notes where you can find more information about that and reserve your spot. Uh, Again, it starts in January and I really have not started talking much about it, but you are the podcast listeners and you get the first uh, details into that new program. So check out the show notes below. And if you are interested in that, you can go ahead and click on that and get on the wait list. All right, everybody, I have had so much fun talking a little bit more about this uh, underlying root causes of weight loss and weight gain today. I hope you found this helpful. Please reach out and let me know. And if you have a specific topic you want me to cover more, I'd be happy to do so. Just let me know. Send me an email and I'd be happy to get to your topic. Thanks, everyone. Bye.